guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I'm going to take you to the shortest book in the Old Testament, the shortest book of Scripture anyway. It is the book of Obadiah. So Obadiah is a Hebrew word that means servant of the Lord, which I think is kind of cool because he's really focusing, he's not even actually really focusing on the kingdom of Israel or Judah at this point. The guide to the scriptures says that Obadiah, he was an Old Testament prophet, he foretold the doom of Edom. Now you go back to Genesis and Edom is another name for Esau and Esau was the brother of Jacob. So if you think about this, Jacob's name was changed to Israel and so Esau, you get the, the kingdom of Israel versus the Edomites, they're cousins, okay? And they're fighting constantly all through there as they scatter all the way through the book of the Old Testament. It seems like the Edomites are constantly fighting against Zion, are fighting against Israel. So as you're going through this, it says that he prophesied possibly during the reign of Jehoram or during the Babylonian invasion. So there's a time period there. So he's, he's talking about the downfall of the Edomites. Now, what's interesting, is in the book of Obadiah, it uses the word heathen quite a bit. Now, sometimes we think of a heathen as someone who is uncultured and unrefined. But if you click on the word heathen, it says that it's a person who does not belong to a widely held religion, especially one who is not Christian, Jew, or Muslim. And so you've got these, these Edomites who really do not have much religion to them. And so with that in mind, I want to take a couple verses a little bit out of context. I think sometimes we can do that, especially when you're in the Old Testament. Sometimes you can see some things that are more implied principles. Now you go down to verse number 15 and it says, For the day of the Lord is near upon all of the heathen, meaning individuals who either do not have religion or maybe they are not practicing their religion very well. It shall be done unto thee, thy reward shall return upon thine own head. Now I'm going to take this verse a little bit differently here. Verse 16, For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink and they shall swallow down and they shall be as though they had not been. Now again, that verse here, like I said, let me throw it a little bit out of context for a minute. It's like they are drinking from the temple, so to speak but it's not having much effect on them. Now, as I was thinking about this, um, I remember serving as a bishop years ago, and we went to go visit a family that had not been going to church at all. You know, we were able to get a visit with them, and uh, knocked on the door, and they let us in, super friendly people, and the first thing I see in their home is a picture of the temple. And I thought, okay, that's cool. But I go in there, and they just, they don't want to really do much with the church. And I asked them, that I was like, um, if I could be so bold for a moment, <laughs> and I said, I haven't seen you in church in, in a long time, but you've got a picture of the temple here. And they said, well, you know, the temple's a good place to have. I'm like, yeah, but it's not having much effect on you. And I think there are some times that we as members of the church, I know I've done this as well, we love the idea of something, but we don't necessarily do much about it. It's like, hey, going to the gym is an awesome thing. Do you do it? No, but it's, but it's a cool thing there. And so I think sometimes we have this idea of, this is awesome, 
but we don't do much about it. It's, it's kind of like the words, uh, the way they used to be with I am a child of God. Now again, it was fine the way when it said, uh, lead me, guide me, walk beside me, help me find the way, teach me all that I must know to live with him someday. And then you've got President Kimball who comes along and says, wonderful song, can we make one adjustment? And the words go from teach me all that I must know to teach me all that I must do. It made me think of what's over in Mosiah chapter four where it says, if you know these things, see that ye do them, right? And so if you've got a picture of the temple in your house or the family proclamation or other things like that, it's awesome to have that there, you know, to drink from that, but it's not going to give you much hope and it's not going to do much for you until you do something about it. In fact, you go down to verse number 17 and it does say, but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. So upon Mount Zion, it's not just about having a picture of it and looking at it and think that's awesome. It's a matter of actually doing something about it. So again, I might be taking that a little bit out of context, but as I was reading that, it seemed to be that you've got individuals who have it right there, but are not doing anything about it. I mean, people who are not members of the church can have pictures of the temple up in their house and still not have any effect there. And again, I'm not trying to make any judgments at all on that, but if you really want to see the power of something, then you go to that and you make it a part of your worship. And that's a lesson for me as much as it's a lesson for everybody else because it's one thing to believe this, but it's another thing to actually do it, which leads us to what we're gonna talk about tomorrow because that's where you get the power out of the actual temple itself. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.